Welcome to episode 18 of the Making a Mark Wrestling Podcast. We continue this week following the results of our Twitter poll and go into the one that received the lowest votes, Shimmer, a pure women's wrestling promotion. Um, and the match we watched was Diana Perazzo versus Madison Eagles from Shimmer 101. They also had a match that's very highly regarded on Shimmer 100. However, um, I couldn't get that in like good quality anywhere. The video quality was just not very good and the audio quality wasn't very good. Whereas this match they released for free in HD on their YouTube, which is awesome. That's super cool. So we watch this one instead, and it's the same two wrestlers, wrestling basically the same match, so it's still absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, Laura, star rating please. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I give it four out of five stars. Like, I wanted almost to give it five, because I'm like, there's literally nothing I disliked, except for the fact that it's still like, the matches we have given the one match I have given five stars, but others, others we watched definitely were a bit like longer and a bit more impressive and unique. So I just felt like this is still a bit more on the slightly like subtler scale. Like, I don't, it didn't feel right to put it in the same tier as those other matches, even though I don't have any real complaints about this at all. So yeah, we'll go with four out of five. I can agree with that. Like, it, it had just, it was just, so for those who haven't seen this match, it's just a pure technical wrestling showcase. And I loved it. The two just mat wrestle basically the entire fucking match, and it's phenomenal. They do it insanely well. It's a total showcase. And there were a few, but, like, occasionally very rare, some of the flashier moves that you come to expect from other wrestling promotions but then it also made those moves stick out that much more because most of it was very technical mat submission wrestling but the thing about that is that it was only it was pretty short it was only like 18 17 minutes long. i was gonna say and it was only about like 17 16 minutes long or something like that somewhere around that area and yet it just didn't have that epic feel to it you know, it wasn't for, like, a title yeah. or anything like that. It wasn't on, like, a massive main card or out like that. Like, it just didn't have that same epic quality to it that, say, Okada Omega had, you know? Yeah, and that's what's like keeping that. it from the fifth star for me. It just didn't feel like this was a momentous occasion. But Because even non-title matches, the wrestlers can make it out, like, depending on how you play it. They can make it seem like it's still the most important thing in the world like there's some wrestlers who make it like every match is the most important match they've ever wrestled and stuff so and it didn't help the woman at the end who comes out to like congratulate diana and so talk about title matches is wearing like jeans and a freaking t-shirt and like flats she, she looks like someone's mom just walked onto the ring and i'm like are you are you with this promotion are you someone important like i don't know but you yeah, must you be because you have the mic like a dress or a suit or something you know, not, not even like a dress on. but like stephanie mcmahon whenever she comes out she looks you know she looks in charge she looks like someone who is important she looks like someone who has power in the business whether and but sometimes it's still just wearing a very nice tailored like pants and a really cool jacket or something like it doesn't have to be a dress but it has to be well, more that's than why like, I said, like a, a suit as well yeah you know, something something formal looking you know like i've not even necessarily formal but just something that looks a bit more 
just pop, put together. A, a, a little less like you could be relaxing at home in the same clothes, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the actual wrestling in this... So although it didn't have that epic feel and it had no real sort of stakes to it and stuff, like the actual wrestling was just phenomenal. Also so realized, good. I think one of the things that keeps it from that fifth, the crowd... The crowd was clearly smaller at this venue and they weren't near as vocal or as like they weren't as big a part of the match as the crowd is in many some of the other promotions we've watched like they still occasionally would like say stuff or get involved or cheer but it never felt like the whole crowd was very like handfuls of people just periodically chiming in like you could make out people's individual voices very clearly see i actually see i i disagree here i thought the crowd was great i thought the crowd added to a lot because um one i liked how intimate it felt like, at the start, the wrestlers were just talking to individual crowd members, you know, responding to their comments and stuff. Like, you say you could pick out individual people saying things, like either jokey comments or throwing out advice and stuff like that. The crowd was really loud, despite how small they were. Like, when they cheered, you fucking heard them cheering, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it sounded also... like I could just hear seven really enthusiastic people. Like, it didn't feel like a crowd to me. And even then, like, the... Um, and then the parts that was clapping, it sounded like the staggered applause, like pity applause at a theater show because it was so few people and so staggered out. Even though I know it wasn't pity applause, they were genuinely loving it. They were just a smaller group. A lot of that is because it was the slower technical wrestling. Like you don't have a big moment to erupt and cheer for. It's slow, methodical wrestling, you know. But one thing I liked is that they appreciated that. It's like... If you want to see something depressing, go watch when WWE wrestlers try to do slow technical wrestling. The crowd is just dead the entire time because WWE have trained them not to give a shit. Well, about I was it. gonna like, say, and like that—that's a whole style where they're there for a very specific. You watch WWE for very specific reasons, and that's not one of them. So I feel like that would yeah. just fall flat. So and it does, and that's what I mean. So like seeing a crowd like this, who actually appreciate the slow technical methodical wrestling and like even clap and cheer at just like small little reversals and like swapping from position to position and stuff like oh i love that you know what i mean like so many crowds don't appreciate that like they just want to see you know giant suplexes and dives to the outside and flippy shit and these people are like oh you want to you know just do map based you know grappling i'm here for it <laughs> i will support you the entire time yeah, makes sense. But and I'm not like faulting the crowd. I'm just saying to me that's just was my gut reaction and one of the things that kept it from being like that super intense, epic, emotional like think like feeling like you know like an episode in an anime arc kind of thing. Versus yeah, that's the thing. The other that's the thing is like as good as I think this crowd were, they were still a small. They were good. Despite their size, you know what exactly, I mean? Like, but they were exactly. still a small crowd. It wasn't like the Kenny Omega Kotobushi match, which was in Budokan fucking hall, or Kenny Omega Okada, which was in the Tokyo Dome, you know, or, you know, any of the WWE stuff that are in these massive arenas, you know, like, yeah. this was just clearly, like, in a small, they called it, like, the Eagle Club. So it's in, like, a club, you know what I mean? It's a tiny little venue, you know? Probably only holds, like, at most a few hundred people. So, yeah, it's, you know, as, as much as they tried and they clearly appreciated wrestling and tried to make themselves heard, they are still a small crowd. Like, 
Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that, that just is the... the What's the, the rating I'm looking for? Yeah, the, the logic behind my, my overview and the star rating. All right. Shall we start working our way through the notes then? Yeah. I just, but the first thing, I, I immediately was just like laughing uproariously in my head because my brother's still asleep um, in my house. But the start, because you have this hype music, the kind of music I normally play as like intro music at the start of my stream. Music I'd associate with like like EDM music you could like dance to or something you might hear in a club and there's these two guys standing dead ass still stone faced looking like they are like someone just like peed in their Cheerios in the ring like it just looked so funny to me and then the music I guess was Deanna's entrance music but the ref and some bouncer looking dude in a suit are just like I hate my life standing there arms crossed stone face made me yeah, chuckle yeah I, I saw that um, my first note is just how much clearly lower budget this is than yeah that was my next note <laughs> watch recently because we've been watching recently like AEW, wwe impact new wrestling new japan and then we go to shimmer which shimmer are great they have some of the best women's wrestling in the whole world but they're a small ass company you know and it and it shows and that's the sort of thing you can't really fault them for like you've got to work to your budget and the, the camera quality was still really good. They had really good camera work. I, was, I have a note on camera free. work later. They so. put it out for free on YouTube. The refs were competent. The lighting yeah. was good. So they, they tried, like, but you can't escape the fact it was, you know, very clearly a lower budget production, you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly, exactly. Because my next note was very minimal entrances and production value in comparison to stuff we have watched recently. So yeah, and but the other thing, I loved what both the wrestlers were wearing. Because I was like, the women still look super sexy, but they also look like athletes with what they were wearing. And I thought it was great. And I want Deanna's leggings. The like holographic, like sparkly part. I was like, yes, here for it. And also when Madison walked in, I mean, her name's Madison Eagles, so I guess there's some feathers. She has this, like, one-shoulder, like, cape with the feathers. But with, between the, the feathers, the all-black look, her being, like, six-foot-one and looking like some Amazon warrior, in my head, I literally went at anyone who watches or listens to Critical Role and knows Campaign 1 will get this reference, the rest of you. Sorry. Um, I was like, this is, like, what Vaxildon cosplay would look like if you did a gender swap Vax as a wrestler. Like, it's getting she's mad Vaxodon vibes. She's the real life Wonder Woman. She's fucking six foot one, ripped as fuck. Straight you know? up. <laughs> she's, she's and it did, it did Wonder look, Woman. it did give very almost like David versus Goliath vibes. They both got in the ring because Deanna's just so much shorter than her. Yeah, Deanna's like, like Deanna's not short. I'm sure Deanna just looks average, is average height. She's sort of the walking embodiment though of like the word petite. And yeah. then Madison Eagles is fucking huge. Like, I know. She's so tall. <laughs> Yeah, so... She'd make most males look short, and then she's just, like, towering over party on her. I know. My exact note on that was I put, uh... In contrast to Laura's comments about Tessa last match, both these wrestlers are clearly beautiful, but neither of them are hypersexualized. Exactly, and I loved it. Because, again, clothing looks practical, but also still sexy. There's still clearly, like, you know, some sort of design or, like, branding theme for each one. Like... Yeah, here for it. 
yeah, loved and, it. And uh, also, I do have a note about just how fucking tall Madison is and how good both of their ring gear is. Yep, next know? note. Oh shit, Madison's tall is my actual, <laughs> like, <laughs> actual written note next. But yeah. And Madison Eagles also had really fucking good intro music. I she did. It. it was very different from anything because it was it was almost a bit melancholic, which maybe also added to my like Vax gender swap cosplay vibes because Vax is the most like emo character on campaign one of Critical Role. But it was still like upbeat and energetic, but with again that kind of almost eerie melancholic vibe to the music. And I really oh, want to look up style. I want to look up the track now and like find out what it was and maybe even but download it. We've talked about how like even some of the bigger companies sometimes their wrestlers will just have this really just generic sounding music. But this what this was like a proper song with like you know vocals and I dynamic know. and everything, and it's just for like an indie wrestler. It and so it good. stood out because of that. So whoever made that decision, whether it was her or a manager, whoever, like ten out of ten. And then they announced it's a submission match. And I also then got excited because I'm immediately like, that means more technical wrestling. And I we haven't watched many of those, if if any. We haven't so, watched any submission matches. Okay, yet. cool. I'm remembering correctly. They're very rare. Yeah. So I thought that was, like, it got me a lot more interested to watch the match because we haven't seen that. And I, I was like, okay, well, this could either be really short because you get someone a particularly painful in theory, position far away from the ropes or it could go on forever because it means they'll be wrestling probably a lot slower, methodical, so they're not going to get the massive energy bursts and then fatigue as early because they're not like leaping around and like being slammed into the ground from heights and stuff like that, you know? So Yeah, I'm always scared of showing you gimmick matches because most gimmick matches are like a death match or a cage match or a <laughs> table ladders chairs match. But this is a gimmick match I thought you might actually enjoy because it's just, only you know, ever you give can't me win t- with a pinfall. <laughs> yeah, only ever give me a table, ladders, chairs match if you want me to hate it. Like, I'll I tell you know. right now. I don't know. I think if you watched, like, a ladder match with the Young Bucks involved, you might like it because those two are fucking insane. <laughs> well, if you want, we could watch one and we could place a bet. Uh, maybe not with money because we're both broke as heck. But, like... I don't know, like, I'll bet you something in, like, Elder Scrolls Online. I'll bet you, like, some gold in that or some nonsense <laughs> that I will hate it and you could bet that I'll give I, it a minimum well, star rating. <laughs> in fairness, I, I wasn't saying you, you guaranteed like it. I said if there is any you're going to like, it'll be one involving the Young Bucks because those two take ladder matches to just another level compared to literally anyone else on the planet, you know? So if you are ever going to like one, that'll I be. still have such mixed feelings about them and, like, I kind of want to because... I liked them before I saw them wrestle just because of their involvement in all the Kenny Omega matches and just, like, getting to know their characters a bit more. And some of their also just style choices are hysterical to me. But then the one match we did watch them wrestle was one of the ones I've hated the most that we've watched for the whole podcast. Then you saw them kick a woman in the face with with a shoot. Yeah. So I hate them now. Like, I hate them with the passion. So I don't think I'm going to like it. Because I can be stubborn and hold on to grudges very well and they i have one with them now they made me bad so anyways if we ever do watch one we should place a a bet in elder scrolls because that's where i have money and that's where i can i've already warned you of this when we get to doing tag team wrestling and like in wwe obviously young books aren't going to be there because they haven't been in wwe but when we get to basically every other promotion on the entire planet it's going to be very hard to avoid just having young books 
everywhere. They've been the best tag team on the planet for like the last like eight years in basically every promotion that's not WWE. So Jesus. Well, tell them to stop being be such attention hogs and we're share We're going to be watching a lot of Young Bucks. <laughs> just, just as a warning. Like, it's going to be hard to avoid I... just watching Young Bucks everywhere. So, Anyway, Fair. back to the match. We went off <laughs> on a bit to... of a tangent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still about wrestling, so who cares? It's fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> um, uh, one thing, while we're on their entrance, entrances, before we move on to the actual wrestling, I did have one note, and it's about the crowd again. I really liked how, like, Diana and Madison were walking out. They were, like, talking to the crowd. Because, like I said, yeah. it made it feel so intimate. Like, one of the crowd members goes, this is, because they're in the Eagle Club, and she's called Madison Eagles. So, Mad- like, one of them yells out to Madison, this is your club! And she's like, I know! <laughs> and I loved it. I loved how, like, intimate it felt, you know? It's the sort yeah. of wrestling, like, I'd have loved to go see, like, this promotion live. You know, with that sort of vibe. Like, yeah, for like sure. It really fun live. I was, especially because this one, it's like they stayed in the ring. They were never, you know, like throwing people into the audience. So this is what I would watch live because I wouldn't feel like my life is in jeopardy going to this match. Uh, did I show you the picture recently? One of my friends went to the wrestling, um, the NXT thing that was in Cardiff. And there's a picture. I don't know if it was taken by just a, an audience member or if it was one of the promotional photos. There's a picture of the wrestlers going into the audience and a picture of her like leaning back with her face looking terrified, but her phone up trying to film it. And she's like, this is my face when two very large men like come running at me. And it's pretty funny. I'll find the picture later and send it to you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So once the wrestling started, there was like they started a bit of wrestling a bit of circling and then there was a handshake and they like separated and then they like restarted what was that all about so these two are good friends as you could probably oh, are tell they? Oh, okay that's yeah. cool like they, they at the start they were like smiling laughing you know and they were sort of bantering with each other because basically madison came into this with an injured leg you could see her knee was all buckled up right so the first time they started to, like, you know, feel each other out and do the feeling out process. Deanna, like, threw two really, like, jokey, pathetically weak kicks at Madison's knee. So Madison just gave her a stare, like, really? <laughs> Come on now. And then they, like, shook hands and laughed it off. You know what I mean? So it was like, they, they were just bantering with each other. You know what I mean? Because they're friends. But but how come they had the, they did the full-on handshake as if either... The match was either A, over already, or B, someone had done something wrong, and then they were, like, apologizing, and then they restarted. Like, why it, did they it just was, it was banter of, and keep wrestling? It was because of Deonna doing the, like, fake kicks to the knee. Oh, it was, okay, like, her okay. highlighting, I'm not going to take advantage of your, like, knee. Okay. But by pretending to take advantage of it, you know That's I mean? kind of funny. I like that. I enjoy that. All right, so my next note was this is fascinating to watch and so different from almost everything else we've looked at for the podcast because of the, like you said, the very slow, very technical about submissions, not about pins. And I didn't have any notes about anything specific for a long time into the match because it was A, a lot more detailed and intricate compared to like the very broken up, almost episodic nature of bigger matches because there's like these bursts of moves, energy, and then there's them fall rolling around on the ground in pain or tired and there's like all these natural pauses to the action this was kind of just constantly flowing as they moved in and out of like holds and submissions so the only specific note i have finally was um there was a part where madison was standing over diana and like twisting her foot 
and like slowly kind of moving her foot to the outside like in a way it's not meant to bend to make her submit and I said that actually does look rather painful even though I could tell she wasn't going too far like I'm not going far enough I'm actually gonna break your ankle or twist your ankle but it still looked it's one of those moves that clearly plays very well because it still looks pretty intense even when you're not doing too too much and as we always say that is the art of pro wrestling making it look painful without actually being painful that is the art right there you know yeah but again, I just had so, so long of just not taking any notes and just watching because I was just enthralled by what so was my going on. Un, my, un, my only notes for this sort of early part is that, you know, like I say, that they had a lot early on, they have a lot of like banter with each other. They're smiling and laughing a lot. You know, they shake hands, like you say. They clearly start out like, you know, they're clearly friends and they're just, you know, it's a a friendly spa, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, and it starts out with a very just slow feeling out process and obviously later on that doesn't maintain but that's how it starts out it starts out with just a slow feeling out process and the two been in very good spirits and another note on the crowd how like even though it is slow technical wrestling they're clapping and loud the whole time and even cheering for just like small little things like reversals and stuff and a note that I liked that the wrestlers weren't wrestling in silence. If one of them did a reversal, the other would be like, no, 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 no. You know, like, I liked it. I had really- a note later about all the Madison. I love a Madison, because it, it sounded like it was mostly her specifically saying, they're like, no, 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 no. Whenever Deanna did something, I said, it sounds like me when I'm streaming or playing video games. It just says, bad guys are attacking you. No, 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 stop. <laughs> like, sounds like that NPC in a D&D campaign. Yeah, the, the, no, the, no, the no, books no, are like, no, 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 the best um, character we will love forever and he was in one episode and also it took me like a whole five minutes to realize there was no commentary shit yeah i literally <laughs> i didn't notice until right now yeah like does, damn says a lot about most wrestling commentary you know i was gonna say like is it bad if i didn't really miss the commentary at all like maybe that's why i enjoyed it so much because there aren't dumb people making stupid comments <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I didn't even notice that. Straight yeah, up. No commentary. And it, t- it took me, like, say, I, it took me, like, I've watched this match before and somehow it, like, I was I was making notes. I didn't make a note about the lack of commentary at all, even though I've seen the me match either. before. And then, like, five minutes in, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no commentary. I should note that down. <laughs> oh, my God. That's kind of funny. That makes me chuckle. My other note, too, I said, holy moly, the, the ring they're wrestling in seems so goddamn loud. Just them walking around each other in a circle, I'm like, it sounds like an earthquake is going on. I think that's a miking thing. I think because they're in such a small building and with yeah. such a small crowd, like you say, you could hear individual crowd members, yeah. which you can't do in, say, WWE, no matter how close that individual crowd member is to the ring. Uh-huh. So I think that's a miking thing because they're in a smaller building with a smaller crowd. Okay. You know, they have it mic'd up differently. Because it felt like it reminds it reminded me of a bit in the time because the ring sounds were then so constant and so loud and just constant percussive noises of feet. James always comments whenever we're watching One Piece that, and the one of his critiques of the anime is he's like, it's like whoever edits this has a fetish for the footstep sound because it's everywhere and like, even when there's only like a handful of people walking they have enough footsteps to sound like a small army running behind them and they're always so loud like even just a solo character just walking through grass or a path it's like we must must make the steps and remind you like this character is still walking and so that's what the ring sounds kind of reminded me of because they were just so 
omnipresent all the time, just always there and in your face. Yeah, like but, so yeah. I think that's largely my because when obviously when you've got like eighty like for WrestleMania, right? You've got eighty thousand people in that building. You cannot mic that up loudly because it will well, pick up the eighty thousand well, people. And also, <laughs> like the the average um, human body absorbs. It's either two or five decibels. I can't remember which number, but when I was a sound designer, because we would account for how many people are going to be in your audience, how much sound is that going to absorb when you would adjust your levels when you're editing and there's just you, like, in the room. So there's also just less bodies in the room absorbing the sound. You can also tell it with how we could hear the wrestlers. Like, we could hear every time Madison was like, no, 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 very, very clearly. Very clearly, yeah. In WWE, when you watch their wrestlers try say stuff in the ring, they have to yell at the top of their lungs for it to be just audible on the, you know, mics. Yep. Exactly, exactly. But it just did something I noticed. And then my next note is Madison's got Deanna twisted into a human pretzel. There was one specific submission where she just looked like her back was kind of doing a like if it was yoga be doing a nice little like spine twist detox pose. But then her arms and legs were also like up in the air and stuff and i was just like well that doesn't look very fun going back to the crap like the miking thing is that is like that's not a criticism of this that is just a preference thing some people like the sort of you know quiet subdued ring sounds and stuff like that and some people like the loud ones you know like it's just preference really you know which do you prefer do you prefer the loud ring or do you prefer a quiet ring i prefer the quiet because i found it very distracting and like I said, because even just them walking around sounded like a small earthquake, it almost made it feel that was the one thing that felt over the top about the match. But it's not something that they intentionally, you know, were doing or that yeah. they could control. But it just, I wasn't a fan. I like it when the ring's I a guess, bit more... I guess, like, one thing about when the ring's quiet is it means when they do a big move and it makes a loud noise, you're like, damn, that move must have hit fucking hard for it to make that noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then Whereas just them this, walking. Made noise, yeah. Like, just them circling around sounded almost semi-brutal, so. And then I also wrote, Madison seems at the stronger start, and also just with her height advantage, I feel like Deanna's going to win, was my prediction. Or, like, five minutes into this match. And I was right, again, because I'm a genius, clearly. In, in fairness, uh, they, they had a match, uh, as the person who came out said, just before this one, uh, on the last show. And in that match, Madison Eagles started out winning... And won. So they, that's why Diana won this one, is because they literally had a match on the last show that Madison won. Oh. You know what I mean? So. Well, I didn't know that, and using my normal logic, it still worked anyway. I clearly should just put money on wrestling matches, and that is how I would stop being broke. <laughs> Except, no, it's a terrible idea. I was no say, one take bet, my advice. Betting on wrestling is a thing. You can. Oh, of course it, it is. I'm sure it is. Even though yeah. it's scripted. <laughs> well, because it's scripted, but the script isn't public knowledge, so you can still yeah, bet yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. But, anyways, and then oh, I said, first time we hear the crowd cheering for someone, and it's Diana. So I guess she's the favorite, and then, or at least she's like the the face. And then there was the bit where they took a bit of a breather, they went to their corners, and then Madison's kind of did a sneaky like run in and did some stuff that was like somewhat not full on full on heel, but like a bit heel-ish so it made me think that they're setting up so diana was the face and madison was the heel but i don't know for sure because they both are very likable 
I think this was a face first face match. I okay. don't think there was a face heel. I think they were, because, like I said, they were both been very friendly with each other, both talking to the crowd and smiling and stuff. They were both yeah. clearly good. But I think because the crowd was so supportive of Deanna. So Madison's got Madison, a little cheeky. Yeah, she got a little. She worked slightly heel just to play into the crowd supporting Deanna so much. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's what happened. But I think it was a total just face first face match because even after the match, they were both still, you know, both getting cheered. They were, you know, they both shook hands. They were both smiling again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very nice, like, wholesome match end. And even though we're jumping forward a bit because you brought it up, I was like, they had their like handshake at the end and stuff but it didn't feel like the the really artificial ones that you and i were ranting about other matches or because we have to because they're women like make everyone's fight because you got the vibe they were genuine friends like you said yeah, before yeah. the match and it was just a genuine sign of respect and like hey good match buddy like yeah that's what i mean because it already established before the match that they were friends and that they shake each other's hands and they support each other it didn't feel forced because that's what friends do they help each other up they shake hands and wish each other well you know exactly it didn't feel like these two blood rivals suddenly turned around and became best friends i know (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so then after this bit where they basically took the the breather and like went to their corners some of the bigger the bigger moves started coming out like madison rushed at her and like did moves kind of like pushing her into the the turnbuckle in the corners stuff like that and then i wrote lol madison literally kicked diana's butt because she literally like foot to butt cheek like just did some quick little butt kicks and it made me laugh because i I really liked this though how it felt like because early on it felt like you know like say a feeling out process you know they were both just trying stuff seeing what worked and then you could see the frustration setting in so they both start trying like the friendliness is gone you know what i mean it's no longer like a friendly sparring session it's like i want to win because this matters to me so they start adding in like strikes and suplexes and they start being a bit more vicious with their submissions. They start like not just doing the submission but adding in strikes while the person's in the submission and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the friendliness just slowly over the course of a match takes a back seat over the desire to win. You know, what Which I, mean? I think and was I also part of what made it so enjoyable because that's very realistic and that's very relatable. And it also meant, like, anytime when there's, you know, a build or a growth or, like, any story time, there's always, like, an escalation. Like, that's just naturally how storytelling works. So, and as we always talk about, it was show, don't tell storytelling. It was storytelling done purely in the ring via the wrestling. Exactly. It's really good. Exactly. Diana's hair seems to be a bit of a disadvantage because it seemed to be in her face a lot of the time and I was like how could she see right now there's one part where she literally has Madison in a submission and she has to like flick her head and do the thing to try and get some hair out of her face because she was pulling a cousin it for a while and then she only could get like one eye visible because she has both her hands busy you know putting Madison in some uncomfortable position but Clearly, it's fine. She won in the end. It wasn't a big enough hindrance to be a real concern, but I just wondered. I was like, maybe, maybe next time. Because, like, even wrestlers that wrestle with their hair down and out, because a lot of women do, because long hair is sexy, but they still have it either, like, it's down but slightly pinned so it's back from their face, or just having just to fall a bit more behind them. Hers was really in her face for a lot of the time. And then so. Madison Eagles sensibly just had her hair tied back. Yeah, like up a in a bun. <laughs> And also, like, because they were friends and no one was a heel because it never came up. But anytime I see 
woman with long hair going in i'm like if this was like a street fight your hair would be pulled all over the place guys the number one cheap shot girl tactic go for the hair yank no one enjoys that speaking of hair pulling, <laughs> there was a moment you know i always said the sort of friendliness went and it started getting more vicious yeah there was a bit and i don't know if you noticed it but there's a bit where madison had deanna in a submission hold and deanna went to pull her hair and like grabbed her hair and madison just gave her like no yeah <laughs> like a stern like telling off like just no and just let like, the other like, go think the about it again. Yeah, like... yeah off limits we talked about this uh and then you also wrote um earlier in your we were doing our just overall summary of the match that the, the ref was active so I, my next one is hey look the ref is actually doing stuff like he's getting involved he's telling them very occasionally when they do cross the line like hey don't do that. Like, move your hands. He's keeping an eye on the submissions and, like, checking in with the wrestlers. Like, tapping out? Yes? No? Huh? Huh? Yeah, um, he asks them, like, if they if their hands are tied so they can't tap out, he asks them, like, do you want to submit? You know, so they can verbally submit instead, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So I liked that. You know, he's not, like, a character or a personality, like, Red Shoes or anything, but he's he's doing. So he's he feels not like just an ornament that's there because he has to be there he felt like he was useful so appreciated that and then again diana did like my favorite move all the lady wrestlers that spinny neck leg thing that i really need to learn the name of so i could start just saying it but it looked and the camera angle when she did it was great because you saw it was like pretty close and you saw the whole her go up, reach for the neck, like jump up, wrap legs around, spin around her body, and then bring her down to the ground. It was quite cool. It looked very much like I, a scene out of Avengers. The camera work in this whole match was just on point. Yeah. You know, like, because, like, they only had, like, two camera angles, but, like, they were very clear, zoomed out camera angles. It cut between them very infrequently. Like, it wasn't just cutting every half a second, yeah. you know? And sometimes that simple camera work of just showing you one shot for ages works best in wrestling because it allows you to actually see what's going on, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Solid, solid camera work. And then the, and after that move, they announced, I heard the like oh, on the loudspeaker announcer said 35 minutes remain. And I was like, oh, pleasant surprise. I did not realize there was a time limit. If they said it at the start, I missed it. And then I was. I'm pretty sure Shimmer are trolls when it comes to time limit because Shimmer's actually sort of known for having like 10, 15 minute matches. Oh, they're not really? known for their long epics, but then have okay. a 60 minute time limit. So I'm pretty That's sure they're funny. just trolling, you know? Like. So then, but if it's a 60 minute, the time at the end said 35 minutes remain. It had not been 25 minutes already. It had might it? be like it might have been like a 45, 50, maybe. Yeah, 45, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because when I said 35, I my guess, based on how long I felt we were watching the wrestling, like I wasn't timing it, would have been like 10-ish minutes. But yeah, uh, it's pretty trolly to be like, oh, we're only ever going to have 10, 15 minutes matches. But here, let's have a 45-minute time limit. <laughs> Anyways, um, I then, my next note was, nice juke making Madison throw herself the turnbuckle because Deanna was in the corner and Madison like did one of the rare, like actually slightly airborne moves and not like, you know, super high air, but like her feet were technically off the ground and did a run towards her to kind of like jump at her and like shove her into the corner. And Deanna was just like, zoop, nope, and like ducked out of the way. And Madison just ended up hitting herself. And it so made that's me chuckle. a pretty common spot in wrestling. Oh, I know. We've seen it a bunch of times, but it's because. It's rarely executed this well. 
A, it was so well, and also because, like we said, most of it was very mat floor wrestling. So it it stood out, out a lot more. Yeah. The thing, so the thing is, it got a so note. often when the people do that spot, they get out of the way way well too early before the person's in the air or anything so it just looks like the person throws themselves into the you know like yeah it looks stupid but diana got out of the way last second like the very last second you know mm-hmm. um and then there was she had her and then of course madison rallies gets back to diana in some kind of submission and because i've said the next note was a kick from the ground to diana's head looked a bit a bit gnarly a that, bit yeah i had a note about that fucking thing it looked fucking ridiculous <laughs> just because like of course we're so angry like protect your head your head is obviously the most important brains there vital organs and anytime you see anyone like even just saying the words like kicked in the head just sounds like my my body kind of cringes up a bit thinking of how much that would hurt so just ugh. ugh. i'm pretty sure diana doesn't have a head anymore i'm pretty sure madison just kicked it straight off <laughs> She's now the headless wrestler. Halloween's coming right up. Perfect. She fits right in. Yeah, I had a note at this point saying, like, the, the friendly jokiness from the start of the match is totally gone at this point. You know, oh, yeah. there's no friendliness anymore. Like, Straight they're up kicking gone. each other, they're elbowing each other in the face. Yep. And then my next note, I don't know if it's she's in the same hold from that. I don't think it's a different one. It's the one where she's, Madison's behind her and has her fingers interlocked and they're over in front of her and you're like pulling on their chin or like their neck and like pulling their head back with, with, with Deanna's stomach on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I said it looked a bit, a bit weak considering we came right from like a kick to the head because her fingers were barely touching. Like it looked like she, there was no way she could be really putting that much pressure and then of course so much of madison's or diana's hair is in her face so i can't see diana's face if she's trying to sell it or not like it hurts a lot and that move very often looks bad because it's, it's one of the things we talked about is that you're uh, you're not under their chin you're like in front of it yeah so it looks like you're just sort of pulling on their face a bit and it just doesn't look very painful i've never i've very rarely seen that move executed like well it almost always looks trash like yep and then the next note was again the you already touched on it the Madison screaming no 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 and reminding me of like me playing video games and after I just wrote, I called it Diana one because I'm a genius and then a nice little handshake at the end doesn't feel disingenuous or fake because they already established that kind of relationship and then again who is this woman in jeans and a t-shirt seems very casual to be an official like announcer commentator or like a uh, higher up in the shimmer like company and i don't know who she was she didn't I, I guess she wouldn't introduce herself because if you watch shimmer like you wouldn't need her to tell you every match who she is but it literally looked like diana's mom got up on the stage with her and i was like okay cool i really liked this like post-match segment because like you said the handshake felt legit because they, it's already established their friends the person comes out and does a quick little announcement that diana has earned a title shot the next show and the logic for it is sound. You've just beat Madison Eagles, who's a former two-time champion. So, you know, you can beat champion-level people. So, why not have a shot at the champion, you know? And the whole post-match bit was like... It had something it needed to achieve. It said only what it needed to, to achieve that. And then left. Like, it was short, sweet. It didn't overstate its welcome. It just said what it needed to. And then was done. We're giving you a title shot. Here's why we're giving you a title shot. 
Peace. <laughs> like, I'm out. Yeah, and it makes, as you said, it makes total sense. And it feels very good reason to have a title shot and not like, oh, because story, because plot, you need this, so we're giving you one. It's like, no, logic dictates you just beat the title holder twice, so maybe we should make it official, or whatever it was. Again, I just wish she was dressed a bit fancier. Yeah, so, but like I say, I really didn't overstate it was welcome. It was short and sweet, you know? Yeah, and I also like that she, as she left, Diana was like high-fiving the people in the audience and stuff. Again, just very, very intimate. It'd be really, I feel like it'd be really... Re- if you're a fan of that kind of wrestling, it'd be a really rewarding match to watch live and be there. Yeah, yeah. Lots of payback or payoff. Like I say, this Shimmer definitely seems like a promotion with how the crowd behaved and how the wrestlers interacted with the crowd the whole match. It really seems like it'd be a great live atmosphere to go to, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's all, that's all my specific notes from the, the match. The only notes, because we went over basically all of mine. Because also things. it was a shorter match, so it's not like we have as many, yeah. you know, compared to like the 30-minute 30, 30 matches, so. The only real other match, like, notes I've got is about like their strikes. Because they didn't start striking until way over halfway into the match. You know, when it sort of like erupted and the friendliness was gone. But all of the strikes looked and sounded phenomenal. It's like they may not have done many of them, but they made the most of them. You know, like, you could proper hear flesh, like, fucking slapping on flesh when they hit each other. Like, they stiffed every single one of those strikes. You know what I mean? Like, they were not, like, fake wrestling strikes. They were fucking hitting each other, and it was great. Oh, yeah. And also, there was a moment where Madison did some crazy, like, wrestling thing. Like, some technical stuff. Like, she did a crazy reversal. And one crowd member just yells... This is wrestling! And the rest of the crowd goes, Yeah! I love that. You hear someone else yell, This is what we pay to see! Like I say, it's so rare to see a crowd these days actually appreciate slow, methodical, technical wrestling as opposed to, you know, like, insanely fast-paced, flippy action, you know? It's cool. So many yeah, crowds would be totally still, dead in response to this and this crowd. Yeah, and it's still just as interesting to me. And because it does it doesn't completely eclipse some of the the wrestling vocabulary and the moves you see from the flashy wrestling, but then just makes those moves even bigger. Cause like when they're when you're throwing crazy stunts like every second, it you kinda get desensitized to it eventually and it makes them less yeah. impressive overall. That's why people like uh, Okada and Omega are so good, is because they can do that crazy, like, flippy stuff, but they save it. Like, Okada has the best dropkick in all of wrestling, but he pulls it out, like, once a match, like, 40 minutes in. He always, you know, like, does it at the perfect moment to get the most out of it, you know? And, like, that's, like I said, that's what makes them so good is they're not 100% the entire time. They do, like, you know, the slower mat wrestling and stuff as well to, like, break it up. It's the, it's what differentiates, like, a good wrestler from, like, a great wrestler, you know? It's, like, the versatility and pacing, you know? 100% agree. Yeah. And then my final note uh, is that Madison Eagles is a wizard. Like, the way she transitioned from hold to hold was just insane. It was absolutely ludicrous to watch. I have no idea how she did half of what she did. 
Yeah, that's why I that's why I find this wrestling almost more impressive than the other because the other stuff, while bigger, flashier, and takes a lot of strength and athleticism, but then there's also a lot of that downtime where they're doing the the selling with facial expressions of like they're they're shocked, they're tired. This one there was almost no other than that one break where they went to like their corners and it, there was like no downtime and it was just fluid move to move to move hold to hold to hold because of the type of wrestling it was and it was fascinating. So I'm very so like you know as we've been doing the podcast I've been occasionally telling you like about wrestlers I need to show you once we get to like the open section where I'm gonna show you like cool wrestlers you know and stuff like that more like yeah. wrestlers who wrestle unique styles and stuff yeah there's a guy I've mentioned before but who's very relevant after watching this match who I need to show you at some point who's called Zack Saber Junior and he's a British wrestler who's just he's regarded as like the single best technical wrestler on the planet. He wrestles this style like every single match and whoever he wrestles against he forces them to just wrestle that style as well. <laughs> He's like even if it's your, not your normal style because you're wrestling me you're gonna fucking wrestle it you know like and yeah I think you'll if you like this style you'll really enjoy him you know what I mean. Well then looking forward to it. Because, like, this style, this style of, like, grappling and stuff, it's called, like, one of the other names for it is, like, catch wrestling. Catch as catch can. So, like, if there's an opportunity, take it. You know, like, catch the person whenever you can, basically, right? And it's it's seen as, like, very British. You know what I mean? Like, this, when World of Sport was in its original incarnation and was, like, the big British wrestling show, this is what they did. You know what I mean? Like, this sort of matter-based technical wrestling. It's seen as a very, like, British style of wrestling. And a lot of the people who, you know, do it even in, say, the US or Japan will have learnt it from one of, like, the British veteran wrestlers or from one of the British wrestling schools. You know what I mean? Um, And, yeah, so it makes sense that the person who's the best in the world at it would be British, you know? Because it's a British style of wrestling. Well... Cool. But yeah, that's that's everything I got for, for this match today. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I like I was really unsure how you'd oh, feel about this. Really? Match. I figured it'd be obvious I liked it because I've even made comments like way early on in the podcast when we watched like Okada Shibata and the very beginning when they were doing the technical like mat really close to the mat like submission wrestling i commented how i really liked that and this one has no props no interference no crazy gimmicks there was no like super like sexual moments like this didn't have any of the stuff that normally puts me off so yeah but at the same time it was a very slow paced match you know it was very slow it was purely technical it didn't really have any like high spots or anything it had no commentary. Like, there was a lot of reasons, you know, like... Like, generally, these sort of matches where it's very technical are seen as, like, the wrestlers' matches. You know what I mean? Like, the, these are for the pure wrestling fans to enjoy. You know what I mean? Because casuals generally lean more towards the athletic stuff because it's very easy to get what's going on with it. If you see someone do three flips before they land on the floor... Anyone can appreciate that. Anyone can know what's going on there and appreciate it. It's ridiculous. But this takes a bit, you know, I mean, it's generally seen as you need a bit more of a knowledge of wrestling to, like, appreciate technical wrestling. 
So it's generally seen as like the wrestlers wrestling, which is, you know what I mean? That's why I'm so, I was so like uncertain if you'd like it. Like it's a submission only match with no commentary that never really moves past second gear. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, like I'm sure you can see idea if she's going to like this or not. Well, glad to pleasantly surprise you then. Yeah, and it is pleasantly surprised because I fucking love this <laughs> match. You know, I thought this match was great when I watched it the first yeah. time. Um, yeah, so I think that's everything. It's a shorter episode today, but that's because it was a shorter match. You know, exactly. There's only so much you can say about a shorter match. And I think it's better we when we do the podcast, we rather than try and like stretch things out or pad or stick to a specific time or when we have long matches, like try and rush it. We just let them be as long as they're going to be because yeah. then it's better content, in my up, opinion. They all end up being roughly, they're all somewhere between like 50 and 70 minutes. So they're all roughly an hour long. You know, like, like yeah. it just they na- we naturally fall into the sort of time frame. <laughs> which is anyway, which is crazy you know? considering how different the yeah. matches we watch are in like length and content alone. It's kind of funny. And we don't plan this. We we have not planned straight any up of it. unintentional. Like, we, yeah, it's it was completely unintentional, but it's just sort of worked out that way, which is cool. So, uh, I'm not sure what we'll watch next week. Uh, we have like. Two other promotions, I think, to watch for Western wrestling, which is, I think, there's one called Rise, and then we need to watch UK, Japan women's wrestling. And then there's a UK women's promotion, which we need to see, and then, yeah, one to Japanese after that. So two more. You've just got two more to sit through, and then, you know, we'll move on to Japanese women's wrestling for you. And Hype. yeah, so. Follow Laura on Twitter, Laura K four eight three. Follow me on Instagram, Hanzo Kurosawa, and follow the podcast on Twitter at M A M Wrestling. If you have any feedback about the podcast or any questions you'd like to ask either of them, either of them, either of us, <laughs> throw them at the Twitter. And if you'd like to guest on the episode and we know you, throw us a message. You know, either DM us or message us on the Twitter. You know, um, yeah. yeah, feedback and questions are always appreciated. So throw them our way. And yeah. thank you very much for listening. And do you have an idea when you're going to put this episode out, Hanzo? No. Because if you get it out before the 23rd, we can plug your charity stream, hint, hint. Okay, yeah, guys, uh, I also <laughs> have a charity stream coming up on the 23rd. So if you want to come by... It's twitch.tv slash Hanzo Kurosawa, H-A-N-Z-O-K-U-R-O-S-A-W-A. Do it. Um, it's spelled phonetically, so Hanzo Kurosawa. Um, yeah, it's I'm raising money for St. Gemma's Hospice, which is the hospice that looked after both my mum and my dad before they passed away from cancer. And I'm doing the charity stream on the anniversary of my mum's death. And I'm going to be playing three very emotional games that are all about coping with loss. So yep. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry a lot. So bring the tissues. Yes. So, yeah, even if you can't donate to the charity, if you just show up, add another one person to the view counter and give me some company as I'm torturing myself, <laughs> I will appreciate it. Like any support is appreciated. Even you can if even it's just talk about the podcast chat. if you want yeah, in the chat. Exactly. 
So yeah, if you can show up to that, great. And if you can't, I understand. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks a lot.